the Bibles of Matthew chapter 25. Matthew chapter 25. Thank you, Bailey, for doing that for us. Matthew chapter 25. And I want to look at a couple verses in here. Actually, we're going to read one verse and we'll look at it and there's, it's repeated. Matthew chapter 25 and verse number 21. And it says this, it says, And the Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. All right, we're talking about serving the Lord. We will serve the Lord. I'm, I'm looking forward to some things coming up. Don't you like Thanksgiving? Amen. And I'm looking forward to September 29th. September 29th is a big day for our church. We're doing the Hometown Hero Sunday. If you've helped with that, I appreciate it. If you prayed for that, I appreciate that. And so there's a lot of things going on. This week is really busy. At the very end, we have actually a ladies' meeting. We have men's prayer breakfast. Um, we also have a work day, and, and I'll talk to you more about that. But, um, and then we're trying to get ready for um, Missions Emphasis Sunday next week. That's what the flags are up. Every one of these flags represent one of our countries that we support. We have 99 missionaries. And then we have Cody Sturgill coming in 9th through the 11th for, for a revival, and he's a pastor over in Virginia. So we're, we appreciate you being here this morning, but we're talking about serving the Lord. The Bible says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We're going to serve something. We might as well serve God. And so we're talking about this. We will serve the Lord, but we're going to look at it a little bit different. Matthew chapter 25, Matthew chapter 25 verses 21 and 23 are basically the same verses. There's only one difference in it. It's a word that's highlighted here. In the first one, it says the word thou. In the second one, it does not say the word thou. It says, the Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. And then you repeat it on the next one. It says everything except that word thou. This, of course, is when he's telling the story of the three servants that he gives them some talents. He gives one five, one two, and one one, and we'll talk about that in just a second. But when you study this, you've got to look and see the context of where this verse is. Jesus is talking to his disciples, and he's telling them some stories. In this chapter alone, there's three different stories. There's, there's, there's three aspects and three applications of Matthew chapter 25. The first one, the first couple verses, verses 1 through 13, are talking about being prepared. Do you think you need to be prepared? Everybody in this room needs to be prepared. You came to church prepared. We might as well look for Jesus and be prepared when we see Him. Everybody, everybody get, gets up in the morning on Sunday and you do certain things. You have your rituals that you do. Ladies, it's your hair, your makeup, and all that, right? Amen? Uh, and, and then some of us men, we don't have much hair, so we don't have to worry about it, but we're getting prepared also. Amen. Hopefully everybody in here, and I'm not going to have a show of hands, everybody brushed their teeth this morning, okay, got ready for the day. And um, we've, got, we've got to see that we've got to be prepared. It's talking about the ten ladies in this that are virgins, and it's talking about them getting married, and it says five of them prepared and five of them didn't. And then he comes in on the second one, and we're going to look at the second one today. We need to be working. I don't know about you, but when I see someone that's not want, that does not want to work, it really bothers me. And everybody in this room can say, I know someone like that. It's usually someone in our family or someone close to us, and they, they want everything given to us, given to them, and this is talking about the working, and this is found in Matthew chapter 25, verses 14 through 30, and we're going to read those in just a second. And that's the story we're looking at. And then there's another one right after this. We need to know that God knows His creation. The third one talks about the sheeps and the goats. You know, I would never think that they all look alike, but they somewhat do. They, do, they have the same characteristics in certain things. 
And Jesus knows the difference of them. And so the, the, the applications in Matthew chapter 25 are these questions. Are we prepared? Are we working? And do we believe that God knows who we are? Absolutely, He knows all these things. So let's break this down. And we're going to look at Matthew chapter 25, verses 14 through 20, 30 today. And I want you to follow along with me. And there's some questions regarding this, this portion of Scripture. And I want you to think about these as we look at them. The first question is this. Who made us this way? You know, all of us are different. Isn't that wonderful? Talking about in Sunday school. It's funny how you have a different opinion of yourself than other people. Um, I forget what, I said, if we had a whole, in our Sunday school class, I said, if we have a, the whole world acted like me, sometimes I think it'd be chaotic. That's the word I came up with. Then we called on Lindsay, we asked her, and what'd you, what word did you say? annoying apparently people like her get on her nerves amen and so aren't you glad we're all different God made us all different I have two girls came from the same mom and dad and guess what they're night and day different they're not going to act the same they're not going to say the same they're not going to have the favorite things they're all going to be different favorites whatever they like you know if you were to ask them what their favorite ice cream is they're going to say different ones you're going to ask them what their favorite drink is. It's going to be a different, different drink. If you're going to ask them what their emotions are, it's going to be a different way. Who made us this way? Well, the Scripture tells us who made us this way. And you'll see it in just a second. The second question is this. Are we to be like everyone else? Well, some of you are saying yes, but I, I, some of you are saying no, but there's some things we need to be like each other. And we'll talk about that. And the third question is this. What does God want us to do? So when we look at these three things, we're talking about serving the Lord. It's interesting that in this portion of Scripture, when Jesus is talking to His disciples, He says that this man gives His servants three different things. And so I want you to see this. Let's turn in our Bibles and let's go ahead and read this. We're going to read through this so you can see it. Matthew chapter 25, and we're going to start in verse number 14. It says in Matthew chapter 25, verse 14, For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country, who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. And he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same, and made them other five talents. And likewise, he that had received two, he also gained other two. But he that had received one, went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. And so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside thee five talents more. Doubled what he had. Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Now the second guy comes in in verse number 22. He also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents besides them. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the, enter thou into the joy of the Lord. And, and you know, you almost have the aspect as when, he come, when these guys come in and talk to their master that they're happy about what they've done. But now the third guy comes in, and you're going to see a little bit of change of direction and emotion 
Because it says in verse number 24, it says, Then went he which hath received the one talent came and said, Lord, you can almost see him slowing it down, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not strawed. Look at these next four words. And I was, what's the next word? Afraid. And went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast, that is thine. His Lord answered and said to him, now, he, now you're going to see even the emotions even turn on, God, on Christ's side, on God's side. It says, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sowed not, and gathered where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchangers, and then at my coming I should have received mine own with usury. Now usury is a word what we would use as interest. At least if you put it in a bank, you would have got some more money out of it. And he's saying, listen, on, on this whole thing, you just buried it and you hid it and you were scared and you said things that we, we both knew that, that were obvious to us. And so when you look at this story, and I think this typifies who Christians are, let's look at these numbers really quick. The first one he gives five. The second one he gives two. And the third one he gives one. Well, when the first guy comes back, he comes back with what? Ten. The second one comes back with what? Four. And then the last one comes back with the same one. Everybody understand these numbers? Okay? Bernard, you're my number guy. You understand all this. Don't read this into 521. That's not what we're talking about here, okay? And so he goes and he does this. You know, I've got these numbers highlighted. Because remember, with the first two people... God said, that, that, that when he tells this story, the master says the same thing to both the first two people. Remember that? Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Now look at these numbers. The one guy started with more than the one guy ended with. It's interesting about this story also, is what does is, what is the master do with that one talent? He gives it to the guy with ten. Bernard, when I'm looking at this, I think he probably should give it to the guy with four. Because he has, but God knows who we are. God knows who you are. Now, I think it's interesting, and I know they're talking about money, but I think it's interesting that he uses the word talents. It's another word for money in the Bible with this. But we can also look at it as what God gives us, the ability God gives us. God gives us all different abilities, right? If I asked some of you to get up and play the piano like Bailey did, did you think you'd do it? Well, I can YouTube it. That's what everybody does. Or I can Google search it. I hate that. You can't even give an illustration without someone looking it up online to see if you're right. Amen? You can't use your imagination at all. Do you realize that 87% of statistics are made up on the spot? Amen? I just made that up too. Amen? But you can look up... I, I, have you ever been talking to somebody and they start texting when you're talking to see if you're telling the truth? Daniel's not here, so I'm going to talk about him. He does that to me. I'll give a statistic and he'll... And I know when I'm right because he won't say anything. He'll just be quiet about it. When I'm wrong, he tells me, praise God. The other day, I think I, I shared this with you. I was talking about hummingbirds and telling him what hummingbirds, how they migrate. And all of a sudden, we were in a conversation with him and he's looking at me eye to eye and then all of a sudden he's... Then he looked at me and he didn't say anything. Finally, I, I, I don't usually say this. I said, I was right, wasn't I? God knows who we are. 
He knew the one that had ten could take another one. That's why when we meet some people, they're going through so many things and they look like they're still okay. But then we have some people when they go through that one little aspect of life and they look miserable. Jesus knows who we are. Now my question to you, on this 5, 2, 1, 11, 4, 1, who made us this way? Well, the Bible tells us in this illustration. And everything, every time Christ tells a story, it's for a purpose. Let's go back to this, and I want you to see this. Psalm 139, I love this verse. Let's, we'll get to that in just a second. But I want, you to, I want you to go to Matthew chapter 25 where it first starts in verse number 14, talks, for the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country, referring to Jesus, who called his own servants. Now look at this next part. And delivered unto them, what's the next word? His goods. God gives you everything that you are. And God is always trying to make us stronger. I don't get stronger by eating Swiss rolls and never exercising. I've tried it. It does not work. You get stronger by working out. You get stronger by exercising and eating right. So how do you get stronger as a, as a Christian? By doing what's right. By going through your trials and your tribulations and understanding who made me this way God did. And I love this verse. Psalm 139 verse 14 says this, I will praise thee. Now why are you praising, praising Him? You know what most people do? They are looking to change who they are. Society has done so many things. We've made billion dollar industries out of things that people don't like about themselves. You meet someone that's short, what are they going to say? I wish I was taller. Right? You meet someone tall, I wish I was a little bit shorter. I'm six foot four, I used to be six foot five. I don't know why I'm shrinking, amen? By next week I might be five two, I don't know. But I remember thinking, if I could just be taller, if I could just do this, just do that, we spend our whole life, and then, we're not even going to look at this one, plastic surgery, if I only had a smaller nose, if I only could do this with my face, with my body, the world has made an industry out of people not being happy with who they are. But my Bible says, I will praise thee, talking back, going back to God, because it says, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Some of us more fearful than wonderful, but we're fearfully and wonderfully made. Amen? That means God looked at us and He made us. Who we, and then it says, Marvelous are thy works. The, the psalmist is almost praising, him, praising God for who he is. Marvelous are all thy works. I'm part of your works, God. Thank you for it. Thank you for making me the way you did. I have tried to change my personality. Anybody ever tried to change your personality? You figure out a weakness that you have and you try to change it. And sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. Okay, there are people in here that have my personality. I understand that. There's some people that would never say some of the things that I say, never do some of the things I do. I think humor, God created humor for a reason. And if it wasn't for the sense of humor that God gave me, I don't know where I'd be. be honest with you. Because I get sick and tired of seeing bad things. get sick and tired of hearing bad things. 
And I don't make light of what people are going through bad-wise, but I'm telling you, if it wasn't for my sense of humor, I don't know what I'd do. And I'm thankful God made me that way. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. It says, I will praise thee. I'm not going to quit praising God for who he made, how he made me. He made all of us different. we got some people that could sing in the choir. we got other people that want to sing in the choir that shouldn't sing in the choir. But you know what? I want them to sing and make a joyful noise. I just don't want them to be louder than the ones that are making the joyful noise. Amen? But you know, you get up here and you get up here and you sing. And it's not about us. It's about the first four, first four words. I will praise thee. Why do we sing in church? Because we want to take up your time. No. Because these songs go back to our soul, our heart. And some of the songs teach you doctrinal issues. Most of them do. And so we sing these songs and we do all these different things to praise Him. Do you believe you're fearfully and wonderfully made? Some people just say, I just wish I was somebody else. I wish I could talk more. I wish I could, if I wish on, on the, the sign of Peter in the, in the New Testament, I wish I'd quit talking so much. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. So who, who made us this way? God did. Matthew chapter 25 verse 14 tells us that God gives us who we are. Wow. I am so thankful God made me this way. It's not a proudful or boasting way, but you've got to work with what you work with. Amen? And so you've got to be thankful for who God made, how God made you, how He made you different. Now watch this. How many of you are married and your spouse is totally different than you? Raise your hand. Can you imagine if your spouse was exactly like you? I love my wife. Hun, raise your hand up real quick. But there's times where we're exactly opposite. Amen? You know, I could tell sometimes she's had some surgeries and went through some things. And there's sometimes she does not order right. She doesn't know what she wants to eat. So I know what she likes all order for. You say, well, that sounds pretty boastful. Well, I see her looking at it and there's like five different choices. And she's like, I don't know which one I want. Okay, this is what you want today. Amen. And this is what she's going to order. And this is what she's going to have. Amen. Praise God. We're going to have this. And you know what I like doing it? I can order things that she likes and I like both. Amen. There's a lot of times when she orders for herself, I don't get what I like. I think, let's, let's take the best of both worlds with this. We're going to do this. We're going to take care of this. And, and I don't order something that she doesn't like. But I'm telling you, there's times that when, when we sometimes, she can make a decision on certain things, I can make a decision on certain things. Aren't you thankful that God made you that way? God says in this verse, Matthew chapter 25, verse 14, it's talking about Christ. It says in verse number 14, read along with me. It says, for the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. He gives everybody different things. So the next question is this. Are we to be like everyone else? Hmm. How many of you say, no, we're not supposed to be like everybody else? See, I, I believe that's half true. I believe we're to be, the answer to this, this is a Baptist church, is yes. And no. All right? Let me explain that. We are to be like the way, the way God made us. Here's where, we're, here's where the familiarity is to this. Watch this. How many of you believe, this is the yes on this vote, how many of you believe that God wants you to do your best? Raise your hand. All right. God wants us to do our best. 
So on that answer, it's yes. But our best can be different. And that's the answer, no. I remember, uh, now I'm going to say this and you'll go, I'll probably say it two or three times for you to get it. I had a coach in basketball in college. He made this statement. And we got where we memorized it. And it's a fairly lengthy statement, but it made sense. He said, your best is good enough no matter how bad it is. Then he would say, anything less than your best is not good enough no matter how good it is. Let me say that one more time and think about this. Your best is good enough no matter how poor it is. Anything less than your best is not good enough no matter how good it is. That's a great statement. Because we all have different abilities. I'm going to brag on some people in here, and I'm not going to say who they are. You might figure out who they are after, after I say things. But you know what? There's some people in this room that, that just amaze me. There are two men in this room that every time we call for someone to help move, them, move people, they are always there. They were here this weekend. And I know some people's schedule don't, don't equip to it, but I'm thinking about getting them shirts that say two men in a truck. Amen? Oh, wait, that's already taken up. But they're always here. And you know, how many of you like to move people? I'm always scared to death when we move people. Remember one time we went to this house in Illinois and they said, we, we need you to help, help us move. We brought the whole church. We had a large church. We brought a bunch. I'd say we had over 100 workers. It took us all day to move them. I've never seen so many newspapers in all my life. They saved every newspaper they could. Had them in order. Had them all the way down the hallway. Not in a box, just on the floor. This was before the hoarder show was on, but I think this is where they got that show, show format is when they went to this guy's house. Make matters worse, he had bought the old church building and his whole, the whole church was full of stuff. I can't imagine sometimes when you go help move, but you know what? These two men are always there. There's another person in here that every night service brings her dad. I'm going to brag on her because when I see it, I think, you know, he doesn't sometimes remember what he, what, 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 what's going on. But she finds it enough to say, okay, come with me. Smiles and shakes my hand every time he walks out. What would be the easiest thing to say? I'll just leave Dad alone. He won't even remember this. Sometimes doing what's right is not easy. I've got what I've got called in here. It's called this, the, the movers the mowers, the makers, and the maintenance. Amen? I mean, you, you go out and you think, man, the grass looks good. It didn't just go that way. Someone had to mow it. And there's a man in here and his wife that come over and work on our property. But I also want to remind you also that there's also a man that mows another property that we don't even own. Amen? And yesterday I saw him out mowing it. You go up to this corner up here and it says our church sign and this man has taken it on himself to do the mowing over there. And, and he goes over there. One time when I first got here, I saw his car. I thought his car was off the side. He had the lights on. I thought he broke down. I stopped to help him. He said, no, I'm here mowing. I looked in his car, in his truck window, and his little dog, ferocious big dog, about this big, um, was about ready to have, have my head on a platter. I've got the makers. We had food for this, this family this week. And Mrs. Matlock got to take a bunch of it home. Praise the Lord for that. And then there's other, other things that, 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 that do, there's other people that make things that sometimes we don't always see. 
And I want to brag on some of you. Some of you have really done out, have overdone yourself with what you've done with Daniel and Kelly. I think you've helped them out in more ways than you can even imagine. Some people do things on the outside you don't even see. Then there's the maintenance. And we have a great maintenance family. We'd like to say maintenance person, but the family does everything. Even the boys jump in and do certain things. Some boys will try to hide when certain things happen, but some, boys, some of those boys will jump in and they'll do everything. You know, there's just a lot, of, a lot of things that we're so different. But God wants us to be alike in certain areas. He wants our best. But He also understands that we're not always the same. Look at Matthew chapter 25, verse 15. Matthew chapter 25, verse 15 says this, And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one. Now if it ended there, it'd be okay, but look what it says at the very end. It says, it says and another one, to every man according to his, what's the next word? Several ability. And straightway took his journey. His several ability. We are all different. But yet, then when we look at these verses, even though one started with five and one ended with four, he says the identical thing to him because he doesn't expect the same out of everyone. He just expects our best. You say, well, why are you preaching about this? Is someone not doing their best? No, we've got a lot of people doing their best. But we need to make sure we're doing something. We are, we are to be like everyone else. Yes, we're supposed to be to the best of our ability. And no, because we're all different. And the last question here that, that I want to bring up to you is this. What does God want us to do? What does God want you to do? What does God want me to do? What does God want our church to do? He gave five to one, two to another. And then one to the last guy. And as we look at this, here's what he wants. He wants our best, best with no excuses. I always go back to this story. I always get, when I relate things to this, I always go revert back to when I was a child. When I did my best and I saw my mom and dad, I wasn't concerned about what was going on. Neither would you be. But when I didn't do my best and I saw my mom and dad, I acted a little bit different. I knew how to mow the grass. I'd mow the grass all the time for my dad. And I knew how he wanted it. And to this day, I still mow like he wants me to. He's 87 years old, and he's never seen my house. But you know what's going to happen? I was gonna, I'm going to mow, and some grass is going to get in my, in my um, road. And if you're the people that mow and throw their grass in the road, that, that's fine with you, but that's not how my dad taught me. I'll go back, and I'll mow, the, I'll mow the asphalt to throw it all out. I live on a dead-end street. I understand if you live on a street that there's a lot of traffic. I, I don't want Ray out in his yard pushing the grass back out on the, on the thing. But, you know, if you've got the ability to do it, that's how my dad taught me. And there were times when I'd take my time and do the extra things. I would weed eat. And, no, we didn't have weed eaters at the time. We had those little things. Remember where you, they had little, looked like big scissors that would come down and you'd, you'd do it? That's how we, that was the weed eater when I was growing up. Everybody remember those? Anybody remember those? Russ, do you remember those? Or are you too young? Okay, too young. All right. And I would sit there and they would, you'd get, start getting hand cramps trying to do it. They wouldn't cut everything. But I remember sometimes he would ask me to mow my grass and guess what I would do? I'd mow really fast. And at that point, I didn't care because I wanted to go play basketball, I wanted to go swimming, I wanted to do other things. But then I would get back from the day and I'd look at the yard and there would be these thin strips of grass that I didn't mow because I was in a hurry. When my dad would come home, he'd, he'd bring me over and say, Son, do you see what I see? 
yeah, that grass must have rolled over with my tire and it didn't come up when I mowed it. He didn't buy it either. Because I had not done my best. Let's go back and let's look at the story here. See what this guy does, the third guy. So often, I'm this third guy, and so are you. Third guy comes in, and he says in verse number 24, Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man. He's already starting to lay the groundwork, said, listen, I know you're a hard worker, and I wanted to do what I thought was best for you, and he's making excuses. Says thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not strawed. The key element to this thing is the last four, next four verses. I was afraid, and I was afraid, and went and hid thy town in the earth. Lo, there thou that hast not, that is thine. It's interesting as when, when the master returns his thought process, he says the same thing back to him. Watch. He gives the excuse of why he didn't do it, and he says, Thou wicked and slothful servant. Now watch how he ends verse number 26. Thou knewest that I reap where I sowed not, and gathereth where I have not strawed. He's saying, listen, you knew exactly who I was. How many of you know you have an ability that God gave you? You know, everybody in this room has several ability that God gave you. you got to be using them. You know, Bailey gets up, and it wasn't easy for Bailey to do this. He's practiced all week. He's been calling me, and there's a song that we could not get. So we just move forward, amen? This young man plays by ear. That's why you don't see him very much, because his head's down. But no, no, he's, he's playing by ear. I, that just blows me away, sir, that you can play the piano by ear. All I see when I look at him is white and black keys. I can play the piano. But I can't imagine trying to hear a song and then play it by ear. That's a talent God's given you. And to see you up here and playing the piano, that's, that, that's amazing. Because some people would say, and it's a young man doing that. It's a young person doing it. Because so many people say, well, I'm too young to do anything. No, you're not. There are many people in the Bible that were kids that did something great for the Lord. You want me to tell you why God fed 5,000 people with a loaf and two, the, the loaves and the fish? Because a young child thought, hey, I'm going to give you my... An adult wouldn't have given it. Because you know what the adult's thought process would be? What difference will it make? But a little child would go up here, I got this. And he gives it to a disciple that doubted what he was doing. Now we serve a great God. We've got to understand, what does God want us to do? He wants our best. That's why we've got to do our best. There are a lot of people counting on us. Does God want us to be like everybody else? Yes and no. He wants our best, but He wants us to do what God can do in our lives. And the third one is, who made me this way? You ever get frustrated at yourself? I don't do well with salesmen. Because I'm not a salesman. So if a salesman comes into my house or talks to me, I have to just say, say no, say no, say no, say no. And that's what I'm saying in the back of my mind. Just say no, just say no. Because just just there's people that will just keep going, and then they'll trick you. My dad, um, we had an Electrolux dealer come into our house back in the day. It was a canister vacuum. And he came in, he said, listen, my vacuum will sh shut your vacuum off if we hook them together. And my dad said, okay, let's do it. 
So he gets out and he hooks his vacuum to our vacuums, put, turns them back on, turns them on. Within like 30 seconds, his vacuum has shut our vacuum up. It's done. And I thought, my dad is somewhat like me in some areas, and this is one of them. So he makes this profound statement. He says to the person, he says, listen, I'll buy this vacuum, but I want that vacuum. Because I asked him later on what he thought. He said, I thought it was like a souped-up vacuum that he was going to go out to his car and get another one and bring just a regular vacuum back in. And I'll never forget my dad's, because my dad didn't like to spend a lot of money. I'll never forget what his look on his face when the guy said, sold! And he goes, I'll be right back. And you could feel like my dad's whole world was crashing down upon him because he thought he got the guy, but the guy had got him. I'm very similar to him in areas like that. Sometimes it frustrates me. But I just got to go back and understand that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. God made me this way for a reason. I can handle things that other people can't handle. I took five kids. Me and my wife took five, just five to Wonderworks yesterday with a big group of people. I don't know if you've ever done that, but it's not fun. Especially when you got the little one back here that has to touch everything. I sent him up the, uh, sent him up the wall to climb. He got about halfway up. I thought, I hope he comes down. Because... <laughs> I mean, he's just like a little monkey. You know, other people get up and they get scared and say, I don't want to go any higher. But he was just up there and I thought, please, Lord, just let me go down. My wife and I, we'd make hand signals. We'd be on both sides of the room. We'd try to corral them. And we were making hand signals. We were telling the Sunday school class this. I'd go three and she'd go two. That meant we had five kids and we knew where they were. A couple times she'd say one and I'd say two and we'd go. <laughs> we have to find them. But I love being around kids. God made me a different, different person. He made you a different person. You've just got to choose if you're going to be used. Because one day, you know what I want to hear, Bernard? I want to hear those words. And I don't know if I'll hear them. But I would love to hear Jesus say to me, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Right now, I don't think I get it. Because I know, I know my faults. You know your faults. But you know what that does? That makes me strive to do better. Because you know what I don't want? I don't want to be that one and say, Lord, you gave me all these abilities. All I did was hide it in the ground and I hid it. And then Jesus looks at me and says, you wicked and slothful servant. And then he looks at me and says, you could have at least put it in a bank where I could have gotten some, some um, interest on it. But you did nothing, and I'm going to take it away from you and give it to somebody else. That's not what I want. So I ask you these three questions one more time. Who made us this way? Are we, are we to be like everyone else? And what does God want us to do? He wants us to do our best.